I had a very strange childhood. I had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. I posted an article published by Yale University not too long ago, which went into how immersion in nature benefits our health. It talked about the scientific field now known as eco-psychology and went over a growing body of research that points to the beneficial effects that exposure to the natural world has on health, reducing stress, and promoting healing. And it wasn't just saying it was beneficial for health, but necessary for it, and how the separation from nature actually leads to disease. Today's podcast is focused on how immersion in nature, and I mean real immersion in the deep wilderness, can have profound effects on our health. The duo I'm interviewing have created a retreat that not only takes you into some of the most beautiful and wild nature settings on planet Earth, they do it with a focus on healing and optimizing body, mind, and spirit. This is the story of Retreats Alaska with Stephanie Stilwell and Ben Laviger. You know, as I was preparing for this, I was I was thinking I, I kind of wanted to preface this all with like why I would have you guys on because it is like a medical health kind of podcast in a sense. And and it dawned on me that people would be like, wait, is it turning into like a travel guide podcast now? Or are we just going <laughs> around the world and yes. uh, going through all the places I've been to? It's like, no, no, no. I think people have to realize, and this is a thing, because we talk so much on this podcast about like gadgets. I'm actually wearing my laser watch right now and like all these gadgets and all this technology, like, and that's part of medicine, but medicine at its core, what it's been for thousands of years with humans on earth has been nature. It's always come from nature. Even what I'm doing here is just that's sunlight really in a little watch here trying to influence the body like sunlight does, probably because I don't get out enough to go into the sunlight. But, you know, one of the stories that came up for me that was so potent, because I know patients always like to hear stories, and this is your healthier story, was the one of uh, a colleague of mine, someone I've known for over a decade now, Ben Ahrens, that basically was very sick with Lyme disease. And Stephanie, you know about Lyme disease, and we'll get into that story as well. But he had Lyme disease when he was in his 20s. He was bedridden for years. He went from doctor to doctor, everyone, you know, he was on antibiotics, he was stitched in, taking hundreds of pills, and just got worse and worse. And he was in his bed, and he, he was basically saying, what can I do? Like, I, I feel like I'm out of any sort of hope, solutions, anything. And he gives this TED Talk, actually, about what he did. And he's like, let me just start with one deep breath, because that's something I can control. That's something I can do. I don't know what comes after that yet, but let me start there. And it started with this deep breath every morning when he got up feeling like crap. And then it became more of, what do I want to do? Like, where is my purpose and passion to regain my health now? And it got to this point where he said, what do I really want to do if I were healthy again, when I get healthy again? And he bought these uh, like pants, like, you know, outdoorsman pants, the ones you wear hiking and just, you know, just doing everything outside. And he put them over on the corner in the corner of his room. And he said, when I get better, I'm going to do a wilderness survival retreat because that's what I want to do. And that's what, you know, is going to get me going and move me to do better and, and everything. And that was his, like, you know, that was his why that was his passion to get better, his purpose. And 
slowly and surely he found our clinic. He got better. And once he got better, he's like, I'm doing this. And he went out into the wilderness. I remember he was working with me at the time. He's like, Hey, I need a week off. And it's like, you just got better. It's like, no, I need this time. Right. And he did it. And he put on those pants for the first time. He wasn't sure if he was ready, but he went out and he did a wilderness survival retreat. I think it was in Utah at the time. And he came back like a changed man. He just was so much, you know, and he realized he was back to being somewhat healthy. And now he could go on from there and everything changed. His whole mentality changed after that. Mm -hmm. So when I, because I did experience your retreat, I was one of the fortunate few so far that have been on this awesome retreat. Like I noticed that too. It changes you and it's about health and health just isn't about feeling good all the time. It's also about finding purpose, connecting with nature, going back to where we've been for thousands of years. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was my, like, I got to have you guys on. You're, you're like basically going back to the building blocks, the foundations of what health is. And that's connecting with nature. And where better to do it than the wilderness of Alaska, I said. So you guys are in the perfect spot for it. But now that I got that preface out of the way, I do want to hear your story to how you got there, how you ended up in Alaska doing retreats for mind, body, you know, uh, and people trying to connect with nature in the wilderness. So, Stephanie, let's start with you, because I, I know a little bit about your story. We met years ago, right? Yeah. And, and I love your story, but share that with the audience of like how you came to and everything that led you to where you are now. Growing up in northern Minnesota, I... Always loved being outside, hanging out in the boundary waters, canoes. Um, that was my jam. I loved doing that. And I'm also um, native. I'm Ojibwe. And so connecting to my culture and this honoring like the cycles of life. And, you know, that part of that is like rooted deeply in me. Um, and then I moved out of Minnesota, lived in Ohio for a decade. And there I studied nursing and um was working in nursing field there. Um, and then I just really, really needed to get out and do something different. Um, I didn't know really, I guess this was like the start of an awakening I was having, but didn't know really what that meant, but that I needed to leave and Alaska was calling. So I packed up, moved up to Alaska with my kids and family. And shortly after coming to Alaska, I started to get really sick. My joints were really inflamed. I, I lost essentially like all ability to use my right side was just really unhappy when I thought I should have been happy because I was living in Alaska and I had a great job and all of these things, but I was like slowly falling apart to the, you know, just so I started to go to the doctors all over Alaska, going in and out of all of the specialists. And I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme where, you know, growing up in Minnesota, I had plenty of ticks. So I probably had it for a long time, never treated. And then from there was treated with months of antibiotics and all these other treatments that did nothing but like make me worse. Um, and then was like evaluated for MS and, you know, the gamut of everything and had in the meantime, developed a whole bunch of other autoimmune and thyroid issues and just really struggling. And like, I literally at that point, like when I closed my eyes and looked at the future, I just saw like nothing happy. Everything was just ugh, like nothing was the same. Everything was the same. I guess it was 
it was rough. And so um, I then was referred to the Mayo Clinic, uh, spent some time down there getting full evaluations and everything came back really inconclusive and likely this and likely that. And here, we're going to give you all these immunosuppressant medications and these things to take. And I was like, nobody really knows what's really going on with me. These medicines aren't going to help me. That didn't feel right. And I had been working as an RN um, for the past decade and like, was like, just so disappointed in the system of like, this isn't right. So I started to research some other options and started physical therapy and got in with um, functional med and kind of started my own journey of looking into like other holistic options and spirituality and just really found that like through making changes to reduce the chronic stress in my life to really align with who I really am and make those choices and alter my diet and lifestyle. Like I regained my body back. And to the point where just a few years ago, I was talking with Ben and said, you know, we were talking about bucket list things. And I was like, I would love to go backpacking, but that's not something I can ever do because of my, you know, and I started naming off like all these things that I've experienced. And he's like, why, why can't you? And so with his help, and then I just, we started like lightly practicing with backpacking and Um, I just remember one of the first big backpacking trips we took, it was about 18 miles round trip, took a couple of days out in the back country. And I just, the feeling of being able to do that, I was like, whoa, that was really hard, but I did it and I can continue to do these things. And so from there, just like helped me continue with um, making changes to live the life that I know I should and can live. And so started up my coaching company, which led into these backcountry and wilderness retreats and really just started to shift that, like, you know, realizing that everybody has their own path to healing and that we don't have to be stuck in this broken healthcare system. And in fact, we don't even have to enter that system at all. If we can be proactive in taking the lead in our own lives and empowering our, ourselves and others to like make those changes before we get sick. And yeah, so that's kind of a bit about my story. That's the abridged version, but I still felt like I rambled a bit, but you know, all that to say, like for me, pushing myself physically, like through all of that really did open up this whole other world for me. And I want to be able to offer that to people like your friend, your colleague that you just talked about. Yeah, no, it's important. And let me ask you, uh, because I've always been curious, you were already in a place in Minnesota where there was nature. So what was it that called you to Alaska? Was it just like more nature? Was it, or was it like something different? Well, I had to go bigger, right? You can't just yeah, go back. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. No, I, all of my family is back in Minnesota. Um, and at the time I was really focused on working in addiction, which um, I know you and I had presented at a conference together. Um, and I talked about my work in addiction and 
I wasn't quite ready to bring that part back to Minnesota yet. Um, just cause it was really close to home. So I wanted to like hone in my skills and get myself ready to be able to, um, go back home. And so through th- things like the believe in better project that we presented at in Minnesota, I've been able to do things to get back there. And I still love Minnesota. Um, it was just something about Alaska was really calling. And I feel like Alaska is a great place to do big things. You know, it's really fresh up here. There's not a lot up here. Um, and so I feel like working up here has really expanded my, the things that I'm able to do. I think I've, I've been able to feel free to explore in all aspects up here. I could imagine. I mean, just being there for, for the short time, it's just like a place you want to explore. Yes. You want to go out into the wilderness and just like seek more. Right. So I, I could definitely see that. Now, Ben, you have a different story. You're, you're born and raised in Alaska. What's it like growing up in Alaska, first off? Well, yeah, I was born and raised. So I was actually born in Southeast Alaska in Petersburg and then raised here on the Kenai Peninsula. And, you know, as a kid, you know, I sort of grew up in the fishing industry and my father was entrenched in it. And, you know, that was sort of living where we're at now is either you grow up to be put in the oil field or you become a fisherman. And so that's, that was sort of like the path that most people took, you know, in order to stay in this place here. And to me, it really didn't suit me so well. I never really felt that calling. And I always, I always felt like there was something more out there for me than I could actually find here in Alaska. So as soon as I graduated high school, I was gone and I ended up moving to Colorado where you know, the ability to just like explore the mountains there and travel anywhere, you know, around the Rocky Mountains, that was more exciting to me than Alaska was at that point in my life. And so the calling to leave Alaska was big for me back then. And so I did, I spent all my twenties in Colorado, but that was where I sort of entrenched my, my real like time in wilderness and in the mountains and like honing my skills in hiking and backpacking and in the backcountry, And, you know, I finally moved back to Alaska in 2009, I ended up leaving in 2000, you know, I ended up leaving in 96 and then came back in 2009. So I was gone for quite a while, but while I was in Colorado, I, you know, still really struggled with actually trying to find my path in life. And I ended up finding myself entrenched in alcoholism and drug addiction. And I really struggled with that for many, many years and found myself incarcerated a couple of times and, you know, in and out of being in trouble and really trying to find out who I was, what I wanted to do with my life, what direction I was going. And finally, My last rock bottom dive basically really woke me up. And after I was released from uh, the penitentiary in Colorado, I decided that my life was not going to be the same and moved back to Alaska, realized that my mother at the time was, was very ill and 
knew that I had to just start rebuilding myself, rebuilding a connection with my parents and just trying to discover what it is that meant something to, to me and what direction I needed to go. And Alaska was where I really felt that was, you know, cause I had always, I always loved this state and always had a calling to come back here, but it really took me leaving in order to reconnect with what this vast place really has to offer people. And that's endless opportunity essentially. And so moving back home, I really started diving into what my passion was at that time. And at that time in my life, uh, running actually really opened up a world of discovery for health and personal fitness for me, which is what kept me, kept me going in my life and kept me in a space where I could feel like I was whole, like I was setting goals for myself and that I could keep my life moving in a direction that had purpose. And so I really just sort of fell into this life of running in a sense that where running really opened up this feeling inside of me that I had never felt before. And it gave me purpose. It gave me direction. And it felt like I could really like create this life that I wanted for myself, which took me a long time to really decide what that was. And I ended up getting married and starting a family. And, but then I ended up sort of falling into the old path that, you know, I always was sort of told I was going to end up living and ended up getting a job in the oil field and sort of throwing aside all my dreams and my desires and my passions that I'd had. of like, you know, wanting to be a professional runner, which is something I'd always had a desire to do because I started competing and I started like, really diving into this life of physical health and physical fitness and setting these goals for myself and finding out that I could actually have some success with it. And then, yeah, sort of all that got tossed aside for, you know, falling into the rat race. And there I was found myself eight years later working in, in the oil field and stressed out all the time, never seeing my family. And then I fell through a pretty nasty divorce and then a few years went by when I really started like deciding what it is I needed in my life. And I was sort of rekindled with my passion for, for running and physical fitness and health and started finding what that was like again. And then that was when I met Stephanie and the two of us together just really like we're at a place in our lives where we could fuel this fire that we had in ourselves of like growth, growth and <laughs> connection and expanding our consciousness together and doing that with the, you know, this vast area that Alaska has to offer and creating this, this dream that we had of, you know, being able to bring people together and start what it is now as Retreats Alaska. And let's not be modest here. You're not just like any ultra runner. You're a really good ultra yes. runner, right? Like you ran a hundred K 
ultra run, like, and you won it. You, you just like flat out. Uh, m- multiple That's ultra marathons. Crazy. Yeah. You know, like I said, running really, really became a passion of mine and I dove into it pretty heavily and it became my life for a long time. And I found some success with it, you know, here in Alaska and internationally, I spent time cycling through Central America. And during that trip, I ended up taking part in an international competition down there and won that one. And, and just really like found that this was something I was good at. I felt good doing it. I could actually have success at it. And it, I was able to create this life that I wanted for myself. And, you know, but like I said, as time went on, I ended up, you know, falling into this marriage and being unhappy and, you know, working in a toxic work environment for so many years. And, and then that just sort of, everything just fell apart then. And then it became a struggle once again in my life, but then finding running again has just reinvigorated so many more things in me. Yeah. And, you know, adding to that, well, first of all, an extra plug that he rode his bike from Mexico to Costa Rica, then back to Nicaragua, where he ran and won a 100K through like the heat and crazy. Yeah. So he's very modest about his running, but he's done some really awesome things and um, continues to do them. He didn't run for many years and decided to up and start ultra running again, not long ago and won won his first 50 K again. I mean, and then he hosted a 50 K race through the back country followed by running a 50 mile race the following weekend. So I would say he's back on it. And since then also became an ultra running um, coach. So certified ultra running coach. So He's back in it. He's back in it. But one of the things that really inspired us to like, just go for it all was like COVID nobody like, you know, this COVID junk, like really like our kids were all in public school during that time. And like, we've always talked about, oh, we'd love to like homeschool or unschool our own kids and do our own thing with them. But like him being gone all the time and, you know, me trying to work full time from home was just like this the idea of having five kids at home all the time didn't seem like it was realistic, but then like this, you know, COVID and all the rules and all this stuff, and it's just like, we we were like, all right, we're, it's time to like fully remove ourselves from that rat race, from the matrix unplug and really just trust in what we're doing and then just do it. So that was really a huge motivator in like, there's nothing to lose, right? Like everyone's losing their jobs. Everybody's, you know, it was just this, time where it just felt right for us to like, just go for it. And so we did and just fully trusted that the universe would align. And, um, it was a really, really good Good decision. decision. Not to say it wasn't without stress, but you know, overall, like that was our definitely the silver lining through the chaos that really helped us wake up to like, what are we doing? Why are we even trying to fit into all this stuff? Like we don't need to, like, this isn't what life is about. For sure. I mean, I I think, you know, COVID itself and the pandemic served as catalyst for so many people to do different things, to try something new, but it's still scary. 
right? It's still not like, oh, you know, you won't lose anything. Like you could lose a lot through it all. And you're used to your ways. And I think one of the things that came up for me when I was listening to your story, Ben, is I feel like we have these old belief systems. Like you're taught from a young age, listen, you're either going to work in the oil fields or you're going to be a fisherman. Anything outside of that is like, you know, it's not in your belief system to actually accomplish that. And I think you you sort of saw that in that struggle of like, okay, I want to do this, but you know, this life is what was supposed to be for me. It was told to me and that's in my belief system running. What was it that helped you break free for both of you, let's say, for you, Ben, to even go after that running and leave the oil fields, which can be a lucrative, like, you know, and much more, I would say you have something to fall back on, right? It's not like it's it's this risky jump into something new, like starting a company to do retreats. So what was it for both of you? I say that was the trigger because it can't just be COVID because then I feel like so many more people will be doing it and you still are in a very small minority of breaking free of old belief systems and being able to take that leap of faith into something new. Well, for me, you know, during the beginning of 2020, you know, there was already a shift in her and I, you know, before the the pandemic hit, you know, and COVID and all that, we weren't really happy with our situation. You know, Steph was at home working full time. The kids were in school and I was gone all the time. I, I had an, my job was on call. So even if I was home for a few days, like we couldn't go anywhere. I didn't know if I was, my phone was going to ring and then I'd be gone for two days or two weeks. And Steph, you know, the work that she had was pretty good. And looking at the whole, the whole picture on, you know, what could we do together for our family that we could really strengthen our relationship with our kids, spend more time together and do what we want to do and follow our passions. That was the conversation we ended up having. And so, you know, we looked at what would work and it made sense for me to quit my job and for her to stay working for a while. I mean, we could get Mm -hmm. by just fine. So I started spending more time with the kids, you know, I just, I just pretty much up and quit my job a few months later. And, you know, in that amount of time, we just were trying to figure out what it is we could really, you know, do that would make us happy. And so we found out what our passions were again, and mine was running. And so that was what I had always really wanted to do. And it always been sitting in the back of my mind for so many years. I just never really had the opportunity to do it and never really set up my life to where I feel like I could. And so once I quit my job, that was just, you know, one thing that, you know, I I decided was where I wanted to go again. And I think to add to that too, is that you never had the opportunity to like be home period, be with the kids, experience that part Mm -hmm. of your life. Like you were working to provide money to the home. And for me, I had already kind of been on this journey of like, you know, intentionally changing things for a few years in that aspect. Growing up, I'm Native American and I realized that my family was just disproportionately more sick than other people. Like, I'm like, why are, why are my family, why is my family sick? Like, why do 
why does this part of my family have higher incidences of diabetes, cancer, heart disease? Why are they just so much more sick than everybody else? This makes no sense. So I'm going to figure out how to solve that. I mean, that was my thinking as a child. So I initially went to school to be an elementary education teacher with um, focus on Ojibwe language and culture. And my plan was to work in like the native population. And like, I'm like, I'm going to be a teacher and work with the kids. Cause there's something to do with the kids. I know it's about the kids and I don't know what that means, but I'm going to solve the world. I'm going to solve the, I'm going to heal all the natives. I'm going to heal all the, you know, my family. It's, it's, you know, I'm going to break generational, you know, all this stuff. And then I started working in schools and realized, Oh, that's not it. So I went back to school again and went into nursing this time and all along um, kind of my thing was the anti-nurse nurse. Cause I never wanted to work in hospitals. I never wanted to do anything like that. I wanted to work with community health and focus on like health and wellness instead of that. And so I, I just remember in nursing school, my colleagues and classmates were like, why are you even here? Like I, cause like when it came to clinical rotations, like I did not want anything to do with working in with sick people or in the ICU or any of that. So I, you know, um, and, but I did gravitate toward, toward psych. And so once I graduated high or college from my nursing, I worked in child neuropsych. So I worked a lot with like children um, and adolescents with autism and really, you know, focused on that for many years. But then I realized like, wait, 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 the reason I went into this was so that I could work in prevention period. Um, so I'm like, I got to get out of this for the money. It's not about the money. It's not about, you know, so I started researching other ways to do that and worked in public health. And then, um, I realized that was not right either, especially working for the government was like, not at all what I needed to be doing. And I was like way off on that. So, I, um, then Casper, when you and I met is when I had just started working as a consultant doing different work with mostly related to community health and addiction. Um, but really trying to bridge the cap, the gap between the community, the healthcare system, and like looking at the multi-layers of what is broken in our system and how can we fix it? And what are some community ways? Like what are, how can we bring community together? And so I was working as a nurse consultant and then I had my own consulting company for quite a few years. And so I had been working doing that, but still realizing that like that wasn't enough. So what is actual prevention? What is prevention? Like, how can I actually help my family, how can I help my kids and their kids and all of the future generations? And like, the more I dove into like the mind, body, spirit aspect of myself, I'm realizing, oh my gosh, like, it's all about like consciousness. Like I need to create a company to shift the collective consciousness of the world, right? Like that's going to solve all the problems, but that's just my way of like how I process things and how I think. So then I started this, my company called Mind Bloom, which is really holistic, alternative health coaching and workshops. And that's what the retreats grew out of. So I kind of am rambling again. That's my thing. So I apologize for that. But all that to come back around to like, so I was doing that work and while watching Ben 
go to work in the oil fields and be miserable and sick and like not taking time to care for himself and not doing the things he's passionate about and not doing any of that. And I was just like, this doesn't fit. This is not what I know who you are. Like you are like, so it just made sense for me to offer him the opportunity that he's never had to like really be home and connect with himself in a way that he needs to, to nourish his mind, body, spirit, to nourish his relationship with the kids. And then for us to be able to like, actually look at the things that we love and, you know, the things that we love, the things that we're passionate about and like what the world needs and then create from there. So now let me ask you, because, you know, you both gave these great stories of like how you broke out of this cycle and really took this courageous leap of faith. Do you think you could have done that without the support of one another? No, right? <laughs> no, and that's a crazy thing. Like I've heard these stories and you hear it a lot and you hear about people like, oh, I wish I followed my heart into this, but they just don't have the support maybe of their spouse or their family, right? No one's around. So they just go on with the oil fields or being in nursing and just kind of put it off. And I, I think it's amazing that you two have been able to support each other to get to where you are now, take that leap of faith and do something that you truly believe in. Because otherwise, like you guys know, you've probably seen people even on the retreats that are just kind of stuck in their ways and don't have that support. And what you're doing is you're providing that support. You're providing it to them when they don't have it so that they can go after their dreams. But it's amazing to hear how you two support each other to get to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. I know I was on this journey for a while and, and as a single mom, uh, I was working through, through all of this, like by myself, but you know, I had friends and some people to like really help. But then like when I met Ben, like we just, from the beginning, the intention of our relationship was for us to grow. Like it wasn't to make each other happy to fill these voids. It was like literally for us to like enjoy each other's company and choose each other and have this mindset of like, we're in this relationship to grow, to become who we are supposed to be as individuals and create together. Um, so I think that was like, just that was icing on the cake for me. I was like, all right, we, we can do this. And so but yeah, there, a lot of people don't have the support. And I think that's what, um, you know, a lot of my clients that I work with through my coaching and the folks that come on the retreats, like they need that support. They even, it's even as simple as like, I give you permission to wake up and not check your phone for 30 minutes. Like I give you that permission and now I'm going to talk to you about it next week. Like, how did you do with that? And then like just taking, giving people permission to take time to care for their mind, body, and spirit. Like you can do that, you know, giving people permission to dream and follow their like passions and what their heart says should be something we all back, right. That we're all like, go get it. Yeah. But we just at every stage, like whether it's even friends, family, society, you're told like, no, right. No, that's like, you know, keep it comfortable, like stay in your lane, yeah. do what you need to do for your family. So they could survive. Like those kind of things get nailed into you to where you're like, all right, let's be pragmatic here. I do have a good job, even though I'm miserable. You know, I, I, that dream seems so far fetched, even though it's really not, if you really talk to someone that supported you and guess what? I think that is a leading cause of disease 
and depression and all of these things that we're seeing a, a, a real epidemic of that won't go away when, you know, this is all done, this, this pandemic here, it'll be there. So, you know, I, I really commend you two for giving that support system to each other and now giving that support system to others. But to even complicate a little bit more before I go into the retreats, you decided to unschool your kids. And so you're homeschooling. So that adds a whole nother layer of complexity. But for those parents out there, because I I remember I had this discussion recently with Jedediah Beal, who was on and said, she's thinking about homeschool. Like a lot of people are doing that now. And you're doing it to the degree of, you know, unschooling, as you say, and I want you to define that, but doing it in the wilderness of Alaska, which is super cool. Tell us about that, like what that journey has been like taking your kids out of public school and then, you know, doing this homeschooling and doing it in nature. Well, for me, I've never been happy with the public school system. You know, I I was raised in it. I never had any real like encouragement or support that I personally felt in a way that I needed it for myself. You know, when I was growing up and going through the school system, they literally, they just pushed me through, you know, I was just, I was just another, another kid, you know, and I had different ways of learning. I had my own way and a lot of it didn't seem to like fit in with what the public school system curriculum and structure was set up for. And so after having my own children and putting them in public school and finding out that I'm getting letters from, you know, the principal saying that we're breaking a law because our kid hasn't attended enough school days when she was sick, or we had other like more exciting plans, like taking a trip to go do something and do our own, you know, field trip and, you know, choosing to do, you know, what we felt as parents were, you know, more beneficial than what the school could offer. You know, that just, it never sat well with me. Mm -hmm. And I always know knew that there was a better way and parents are the best teachers of the kids of our own children. We know what works best in our family for our family structure, but ultimately, you know, children, every child is different. Every one of them it learns differently and to put them in this boxed in system, you know, that, is our government school system is just not what we Mm -hmm. feel is best for our children. Um, And so, you know, we decided that allowing our kids to actually decide what they want to learn and what interests them instead of telling them what they have to be learning every day is truly what we think is best for our kids to open themselves up to be able to absorb what it is this world has to offer and what their passions, what their desires and what their interests are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I know personally, like I went to regular you know, public school too. School was always really easy for me. 
Like I didn't have to study. I didn't have to do anything. I just like made it through, but I didn't like it. And I started college really early, which was like my thing. But then I had that mindset that like, well, I had to get A's. I had to go to college early. I had to do all these things. And then I follow this structure of like how things worked in the world and blah, blah, blah. But I had debilitating anxiety, you know? And then I see in my daughter, my oldest, um, she's much like me and her for her school was like super stressful because she's, you know, having to get A's and all of this. And, you know, it was pretty, pretty miserable for her. She socially was fine. She enjoyed school, different aspects of it. But like when it came to like grades and things like that, it was just like mental health was not in a great space. And since taking them out of school, really taking one, once we took them out of school, we realized like we got to know a whole different side of them than we did before because we were we, sending them off. They were gone for so long. With, yeah. um, and so it was really cool to be able to spend a lot of time just getting to know our kids in that aspect. Um, and so by uh, what we do for unschooling is that they're definitely learning. It's just learning looks different. We look at the interests of each of the kids and we let them kind of lead the way with how they want to learn. So for example, all of our kids are voracious readers. They love reading. Which we have so five of them. We have five them. kids Amazing. and they just love reading. And so right now they're working on learning all about the Eastern hemisphere because um, they're really into like China and like the Asian cultures. So they're learning through all of these books they're reading and they read like a couple novels a week and they're just like digging through, like they, they soak up information like that. Um, you know, and one, one of our kiddos, he's there, he's the only extrovert in a house full of introverts and he loves acting and theater. So he's like in theater and acting classes and most of his, you know, books are all about, you know, like things like that, but he's also our spiritual guru. So he's, you know, he's a very interesting kiddo. He's a Gemini, uh, just, he's all over. And then we have a fashion designing, like artsy super like self-taught dressmaker in the house we've got joss my daughter joss is uh the oldest but she loves she's just she loves reading and all things history and old stuff she plays the saxophone and now she's in hockey i mean these kids are like very much like engaged in learning it's just they don't have to sit in a school building all day we can go outside and then in the, you know, we take them outside and learn in nature as much as possible. So getting them out on the trails and outside doing survival skills and like real life stuff and creating businesses. They all are learning how to create their own businesses and, you know, whether or not they go to college doesn't matter as long as they're happy and they have the skills. And if they are working as kids to understand the concepts of how to build a business or like watching what we're doing, like, I don't have any fear for them. They are happy. Their anxiety has diminished. They're like doing awesome. And our 13 year old girls, we have two 13 year old girls and they're they get along great and they're extremely like every single one of our kids is extremely different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to see, to see a kid in a classroom with 30 other individuals, like how, 
how can we expect every one of those kids to really like enjoy their time there to really absorb what they're being taught, you know, and you you send your kid off to school in the morning and then they come back home in the day, you know, at the end of the day and they're just exhausted and wiped out and, you know, they're expected to do homework and follow through and have tests and all of these things that is like thrown onto these like young people. And we're already placing all of this immense amount of stress on our kids by putting them in into these situations. And so by unschooling them, we're removing all of that and allowing them to make the decisions that they feel is right for them in their you know, journey of, of growth and, and learning and taking in the world as they, they see is best for them. You know, a couple of our kids are, you know, in like occupational therapy, you know, they have, they have things that they need, you know, a little bit of help with here. We have some kids that are, you know, going to see counselors and, you know, they have other aspects that, you know, we're able to recognize things with our kids and, and help place them and in, in give, pos- give them tools to help them, you know, work with their own lives. And if we're putting them in school all the time and allowing other people to make decisions for them and they're not able to make decisions for themselves, that I think is a big detriment to all children, especially our. Listen, I'm not going to knock anyone's decision when it comes to their own children. That is their, the parent's decision to do what they do. But if you showed me a case study of what you know, you're know you experiencing and you saw the other side where I do see so many of my friends' children that just you know play all day on their you know phones, basically are really, really disconnected from nature, go to school and become very stressed out, as you said, like start to have issues that show up very early. You know, I would say, listen, the case study here shows this is probably the smarter route. I get it. It's probably not the easier route. I'm sure you guys could say like being there and having to be so involved during a day while running a company, while doing all these things is not easy. But is it in the best interest of your children? I mean, that's that's a question you have to ask. And everyone needs to make a different decision there. But from what I'm hearing, it's like it's a really interesting concept, this unschooling. Because you hear of homeschooling and it's just like, all right, but the unschooling, I agree. Because in medicine, I was always told this by my father, you had to deprogram yourself from what they taught you in a sense. You still took it, right? You, yeah. It's not like you just threw it away what you were taught in school, just like he didn't throw away what he learned in conventional medicine. It's a wonderful added piece, but you got to move beyond that, deprogram that this is everything and it's only this and move and evolve. Right. It's literally we you have there's a process of unschooling is de-schooling. It's like, you know, we for a minute, you get caught up and you're like, wait, wait, we're failing our kids because now they wouldn't be able to pass this test. Well, that test is arbitrary. Does that test, you know, but I mean, and it's the same thing, like in building in and having to like leave my squishy nursing jobs to be to do all of this, you're giving up like. You're having to deprogram what society has told us. Like, you know, society says you go, you grow up, you get a job, you do this, you have a benefit, you have these benefits and you create a retirement plan. And then that's that, right? Like that's the program. Like, so we had to deprogram ourselves too. And I know like when Ben quit his job, like you definitely felt that like, holy cow, what am I doing? And it was just like this deprogramming of like society, your 
unplugging from the matrix of like, whoa. I think, you know, you build a good case for for parents and, and people who are thinking about this to, to really contemplate, to say, is that the right? And for you, it obviously seems so far that it was. So, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to you guys for doing that and taking that on. Now, I want to switch subjects to the main thing here all that right. we all want to hear Let's about, which is Retreats Alaska, right? Yeah. And I could sit here and go back and forth because I experienced it. I'm the kind of like a fanboy of all this, you know, into the wild, <laughs> go reconnect. But I want you to pitch me if I were a city slicker, which I sort of am, but I'm a really weird one that just loves to get out in nature. But if I were a city slicker, because I actually had this on a recent podcast again, where someone's like, oh, I saw you, you know, doing all, I've never survived that for an hour. And that's just not me at all. And it's like, I, that's bullshit. Like you're human. You want to connect with nature too. We all do. But sell me, like, why should I go if I am looking possibly to do that? Why should I go on Retreats Alaska with you guys? Well, um, from a city slicker perspective, you know, our so our retreats really are a fully immersive Alaskan mind, body, soul experience. So last year we focused on just having the backcountry retreats, which you is what you experienced, um, the backpacking but with this, with a guide in a safe environment, you know, we have safety as our number one safety is, is, is very vital for us to have, but this year we also included some, uh, not quite so, um, heavy on the backpacking retreats. And so we also have some retreats that we're hosting at lodges, um, also still in the Alaskan wilderness where you have to get on a boat into the Kachemak Bay, cross the bay and onto a private island. And you stay in this beautiful space and we have luxury to glamping options for folks to stay in. So you're still really getting the Alaskan experience in that. But what people will really experience on our retreats is that self-discovery. That's like the main theme of our retreats. Um, regardless of what activities we're doing. So like on our backcountry retreats, we offer guided hikes and excursions on pack rafts and things like that. And our this year, our all-inclusive um, chalet retreat is um, we are going to focus on sound healing and yoga. And then we have our mindful running retreat, which is also hosted as an all-inclusive, um, but we're going to take people out into the Alpine areas and run and I, I okay. Let me reframe that. Ben and other guide will take people into those alpine areas. Well, I'll be back with the chalet and not <laughs> running. I am not a runner. My body has not decided to run yet. But yeah, it's really a space that people can come out of their everyday life, like exit the rat race of New York City or Chicago, and come into this environment where you are safe. You're supported both emotionally and Physically, we, we have things in place to keep everybody safe um, and allow yourself some time and space to breathe, to reconnect to nature, to connect to yourself and to connect to this really intimate group of people that you will grow to be like your best friends by the time the four or five days are over. And I could vouch for that. I could definitely vouch for that because you go into it, right? You go into this retreat and I've been on many of these kind of retreats. You should call them like, you know, you just go to another country, you do some backpack and they drive you around like you visit and then you go and maybe you make some friends and everything like that. But here you're, you're, you're bearing your soul a little bit. And through that, you're healing with others that are strangers that 
you know, you go into it. I, I remember, listen, I'm an INFJ too. I have huge trepidations about opening up around strangers, even though I'm much more open than others. But, you know, I went into it being like, all right, you know, let me give this a chance. But there was a little bit of discomfort, I guess, in, in saying, all right, let me open up and start talking about problems and these things. But it's, I have to say, I think it's the setting. If that were like, you know, the basement of a church and you're just going to a group therapy session, the donuts are out, like, yeah, you share, you bear all and everything you go through those sessions. But being in this amazing setting, you have a glacier in the background, right? You're outside. It's just nature is there, the sun, whatever it is. It just, you know, it, it kind of moves you to be there, to really be your authentic self. And there were things that me, that I practice all these different spiritual practice and I preach this and it's all about holistic living and everything like that even opened me up. So I think it's, it's the combination of the setting, of course, in nature, the people there, the administrator, like you guys, the supporters that just kind of, it, it changes flow. I have to say it was just unique in that way. And it was very eye-opening in that way. So when people ask me, it's like, you know, why go to Alaska to do that when I could do that from my living room and just pop on some, you know, DVD or something, or people don't use DVDs anymore, but Netflix or something like that and watch like a inspirational thing and feel that it's like, no, 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 you don't get it. You could read a book about Alaska. That ain't the same thing as going to Alaska, being out in the wilderness, going through it all, like taking that boat ride over. I even remember that. And like the boat ride over is like, you're going to an aisle, you're going away from civilization altogether and, and really, really into the wilds. This is like that, that book. So, you know, that, that's a big part of it as well. And you've incorporated that really well. Like if someone is a patient though, let's say, if someone's like you and Ben and other are, are getting healing, how do you kind of pitch this to them? Because they could be saying, listen, I'm not ready for the big hikes. I'm not ready maybe to really throw myself into a situation that is true wilderness. Like how, how, what would you say to them to kind of appease them? For Retreats Alaska, one, one thing we wanted to focus on was it's like a choose your own adventure style yeah. for people. So that's why we offer, you know, a list of different retreats for people. We have our, our retreats that all you got to do is hop on a boat, take a boat out to a private island. And here we are in the middle of Kachemak Bay. We're in this, you know, beautiful chalet. We've got acres and acres of private land to just, you know, spend your time focusing on the mind, body, and soul, which is what, you know, these retreats are really about, you know, the mind portion, meaning, you know, we're able to really focus on our emotions and, you know, connect with these people, these strangers at, you know, as, as we see them, when we first get gather there, you know, these are all strangers, um, you know, the body portion, which is, you know, working with sound healing and practicing yoga each day, or whether it be, you know, taking guided hikes or pack rafting, or if you're coming on the running retreat and we're getting out on the trail each day, you know, that's the body portion. And we're able to allow people to really push themselves physically. And by pushing yourself physically, you're able to really discover so many more new things about yourself, emotionally, spiritually, and push through boundaries that you never knew you, you really could push through. And that mm -hmm. what lies on the other side can be part of this journey of self-discovery. And then there's the soul aspect of it, which is 
the deep conversational connections that you have when you're on retreats and you're getting to know these individuals that are out there with you and you're in this safe place out in nature, you know, on an island or next to a glacier and you're waking up every day with this like crisp, clean morning air and you're able to spend time with with these people and really dive into yourself and to creating these connections with others. Yeah, and re- reconnecting to your purpose. Why are you there? And as far as like, you know, we, we tailored our backcountry retreat even. So like me, I'm still healing. Like it is a process. Like I can do big hikes and I pay for them still, but like I'm pushing myself through, but I also have boundaries that I, you know, and so just like you experienced with the retreat this summer during our day, like when we're out on back, our, um, Uh, backpacking retreats, we offer these excursions. Some of them are quite intense. Like Casper, you know, you know, the intensity of that one. (laughs) Um, And you also noticed that I stayed back at base camp and did did more of like the meditation sound healing (laughs) and like, you know, getting things, you know, we, we do a lot of other healing um, modalities um, and conversations when, you know, so people have the option to like, if they think they can make the first three mile hike in, which actually, so this, you got to experience, we got dropped off on the back end of the trail. So you had yep. to go hiking up straight up. So that was a little bit more of an intense than what are you, you know, but that's the thing. That's also part it's of the excitement that's of the being excitement in the Alaska backcountry. Of, <laughs> Absolutely. You never know. Like, so the, the story behind that, you know, we had the, the waves were too big for us to get dropped off at the beach that we normally would. So we had to take a separate trail, um, back. So, but typically those hikes are, they're still pretty short. Um, but you know, so we do like, if people have questions, like if they are healing from something, we offer like one-on-one consultations with folks to see like, you know, if their health might be, um, if they aren't ready for this hike or if they're not ready for this retreat, then they can attend this other retreat so that we do have those options. And both, um, I'm an RN and Ben's a wilderness, um, first responder. So we do have like us and for all of our backcountry and all these excursions, we do have our, you know, our SOS devices and our GPS phones and things like that so that, um, we can always access help if we need it. But we're very, you know, we we try to create really supportive environments from, you know, both physically supported, emotionally supported, and just helping people just feel really comfortable with the whole experience. Yeah, part of, you know, people who are interested in these retreats is like, we really try to spend time before the retreats, kind of building a relationship with everybody mm-hmm. and having like pre-retreat coaching services and, you know, opening ourselves up to any questions people have and, you know, spending time like actually trying to coach people on if you are interested in the backcountry retreats, we can spend time um, guiding you through personal choices on what type of gear you might need what sort of situations might arise while we're out there. You know, we have all of these conversations and we want people to hopefully, especially for this backcountry retreat, we encourage people to outfit themselves. And so that's why we have these pre-coaching sessions. And I like to share my knowledge on that kind of stuff with people. And we want people to get themselves back out into nature after our retreat 
So if you're able to really outfit yourself as well, you know, as you can prior to coming, that's excellent because we encourage you to get back out in nature again. And hopefully by attending these retreats, that desire is going to really be sparked in you and you're going to want to do it again and again. And so for people who, you know, might be going through your clinic and they're transitioning themselves out of that and they're feeling, they're feeling healthy and they're feeling like, you know, they're leaving that sort of portion of their life behind, you know, the clinic environment. And that now they're looking for more after that, like, this is really the opportunity to, you know, look at and to actually really feel like you can take that next step and push yourself a little bit mm -hmm. farther, you know, if you're, if you're so desired to do that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I found really unique during it, and, and you mentioned this just before is, is that you had body, mind, and spirit addressed at the same time. Usually you do them separately, right? And that's how most of medicine also approaches. I remember I, I used to distribute alchemical medicines from Germany, which are like called spagyric medicines. They're basically these formulations based off Paracelsus work that impacts both the body, mind, and spirit at the same time. They do it through distillation, maceration, all these different ways and using plants, herbs, you know, essential oils, everything to impact you on those three levels. And what I learned from all the experts was that you could go one at a time. You could go on your long hikes and that's it and really push your body. You could then go into your emotional groups and talk and all those like, you know, family constellation therapy, all this and that. That's great. And then you could go on the spiritual side, really connect with something deeper, find, you know, uplift your consciousness levels, all that. But it's a much longer process. When you do them at the same time, you get a synergy. And that's why in like three or four days, you could have such breakthroughs. Yeah. And like you said, for me, I've done a lot of spiritual work, but it still was very, very good to be there. And then I went on that hike on the Alpine Ridge that kicked my ass, you know, and that was great. That really like pushed me. And I remember getting up there and being like looking over the bay. And it was, remember, the wild blueberries were up there. We had that little lake up there that was freezing that I jumped in and like feeling so good and so alive after I pushed myself so hard to get up there. But that's kind of it. It's like you just go where you can and all three are there available to you. So if you don't want to go on that long hike and you're not looking to push yourself because you just got done with medical treatment, that's fine. Connect with nature more, sit around and talk, go through the sound healing, go through everything else. Take a, like a slow walk right along the bay as you watch these 20,000 year old, you know, pieces of ice floating in the water. It's just like, you have your options to do yeah. that, but all three will hit you and you will leave a changed person you will experience because of that. Yeah. 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 You, you want, you want the adventure and the physical like experience. Ben is your go-to and yeah. you know, along the way you have like amazing conversations and soulful, you know, and Ben is also going to be learning. He's going through some training for mindfulness and meditation. So he's adding that to his repertoire too. So very nice. he'll have even more to add. And then if you just want to like talk deep stuff and like be chill, like that's me, that's mine. Um, you'll be with me and I will, um, we got, we got, we got plenty to do. You know, these retreats are, in a big way, like my opportunity for growth and reason I like a lot of the reason why I do this is so that I can remain on this path of 
authenticity and growth and this, this journey that I've decided is like the only path for me anymore. And if we can bring people along with that, you know, I want to, I just want people to know that we're here to provide this place, this space for you to also find out what may help you uncover this new, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, this new desire, new passion in, in yourself, you know, that's, that's why I do this yeah. a lot is, is, is for me and to help this growth continue in myself, yeah. you know? Yeah, it is, uh, definitely. So this last year we, um, had a lot of people on these retreats leave the retreat and make huge changes in their lives, you know, like job changes or moving different places and just really feel inspired. Um, and then other people, like they go home and they're like, holy cow, like I just had this amazing, but they're like back into their own old environment. And so then they, they, you know, the one piece that, um, is really important to me is help as a coach, like what this also helps, um, or is much different than a lot of other retreats is that there's like support beyond the retreat because I've included in all the retreats is, is at least one or two coaching sessions with me after you leave to make sure that you're able to transition back home and that you are able to like implement some of these like profound things that you've discovered about yourself, um, when you get back and, you know, people can also sign up for even more coaching with me after that to really help work on that because, you know, you get this opportunity to retreat and you step away from your, your day-to-day life and you get to really discover who you actually are and what really matters to you. Like when you're out there, like nothing else matters, like everything else disappears and you just have you and like you are in that environment, but supported by people who are coaches and other people who can even just the other people attending the retreats. It's just this natural supportive space for people to experience their like true self. Um, And so by working with a coach afterward to really help that transition has been um, really beneficial for a lot of the people that came on retreats with me this year. And we're still, I'm still working, you know, six months later, I'm still working with a lot of those folks because, you know, this stuff takes, takes time. It's literally changing your lifestyle. It's changing so much about who you are so that you can, or you're not changing who you are, but changing the the things you do in your life so you can be exactly who you're meant to be and live your your purpose. So um well these retreats can in a sense like change how you define yourself and how you define your life. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been the case for some people that I've spoken with. And it is even so for me myself, I still yeah. like am finding new ways of like defining who I am and discovering new things about me every time I've gone on retreat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was so critical to go on this, not only for the selfish reason that I wanted to go there and of course, explore Alaska and, (laughs) you know, see you guys and everything. But it was, it was also like looking at it from a perspective of other patients, like how could this benefit them? 
And I always try and do that. How can you further that? Because I know in medicine, you get up to a certain point, you have your medical treatments, you get much better. If you're going to a place like ours, we're looking at body, mind, spirit. We're not just looking at the body, which most of medicine does. We provide you with psychological, psycho-emotional support, all consciousness raising support, all sorts of things, right? A whole gambit. But our goal is to get you to a point of self-healing and self-management. Mm-hmm. After that, we don't want to keep you there. Your body is already in this motion of now being able to adjust itself. You do not require invasive therapies or any kind of medical procedures. But what I found is that most patients get to that level and they say, what now? I've been out of the workforce for a while, or I don't know what I'm doing. I've been bedridden, but I feel great, right? What now? And I feel like this is where it's like, this is now. Go on this retreat because this will actually help you understand what now and what you should do and what is your why. And I feel like after you get done, a lot of times they're like, what, you know, what should I do now? It's like, that's not a question for us as a medical center to answer. And that's not even a question for you guys as the retreat facilitator and like owners of this. That's a question that you could help them get to though on this retreat yeah. and do it in a really short amount of time. And, and exactly. I know people are like, yeah, you're really going to figure out all your life problems in like one retreat. It's like, it's not about that. You'll always <laughs> have problems. Trust me. Yeah. Right. It's that you'll be much more clearer. You're, yeah. you're going through a digital detox, number one, which is amazing. I remember not having that phone going off in the morning was like, oh, that was so good. My parasympathetic system was actually balanced and like I wasn't stressing about what meetings I had during the day and who's emailing me all the time. It's like, wake up, go outside, beautiful nature, right? And that's it. And it just kind of hits you in a different way. You could think clearly. And then you have all of these different sessions going on and all of these things that are helping you get to a certain place that is really inside of you. It's just coming out more. Right. So I, I, that's why I found this so like, so, so important. And I, I didn't like want to like, kind of just glance over it as like, ah, it's just another retreat. Like, yeah, go have fun and glamp it out somewhere. Like that's not it at all. What you guys are doing. Yeah. And that's why, like we say, self-discovery is the, is the main theme because we're not teaching you things, you know, there might be some, you're going to learn, um, you're going to learn new concepts as they got, get brought up. You're going to have a more better understanding of like earthing, grounding, like concepts, like core concepts that just are natural. Even human consciousness. That was a big one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Vibrations, frequencies. I was like amazed at how much we do. Yeah. We do this at the center, but you're actually being taught it in nature and like being taught how to practice it yourself, which is amazing. And through all of that, like, we're not telling you what you need. You're, we're helping you discover it within yourself through conversations, through pushing yourself emotionally, through hard conversations, through pushing yourself physically, through like hanging out with Ben here, through, you know, spiritually, like testing some of those like preconceived thoughts or things that you've had, um, you know, just like being able to push through some of those boundaries opens up like so much. And I'm not going to give you answers. Like even with my coaching clients, like I don't give them answers or advice. Like they, I'm like, what's your, what are your thoughts? What do you feel? Tell me more about this. Like just leading them through these questions that they're, and then I'm like, see, there you go. You figured it all out. Done. Like, you know, that's kind of the same thing with these retreats. We're just providing 
the space and hosting like the, the physical space and the, you know, creating an environment for this to happen. Yeah. Stephanie, you know, you sent me something before we jumped on from Joe Dispenza, who everybody mm-hmm. loves. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's from uh, the, the, his book, Becoming Supernatural, right? Yep. And uh, I, I was hoping you could like share that because it really did get across very well the importance of retreats with people and doing mind, body, spirit type things during these retreats. So could you share that? I can. I will actually just read it straight from my book. Go for I, it. Yeah. I just came prepared. <laughs> I happened to just open this page up last night and I was like, whoa, this, this is perfect. That's the universe. It is. So it says, what if you invited a group of people to retreat from their lives for four or five days and in the process, removed the constant stimulation from their external environment that reminded them of who they thought they were as a personality? If you separated them long enough from the people they know, the places they go, and the things they do every day at the exact same time, they would be reminded of who they really are, unlimited human beings. And if you spent the first day, two days teaching them how to create more coherence in their hearts and brains, and they repeatedly practiced cultivating these states every day, it makes sense that sooner or later, they would get better at opening their hearts and making their brains work more proficiently. In fact, they would be more focused on a vision of a new future without being distracted. And at the same time, they could more easily feel the emotions of that new future. And as they created more coherence in their brains and hearts, they would create more coherence in their own energy fields. And this would create a clear electromagnetic signature. Um, As they continuously worked on overcoming themselves, their bodies, their environment and time, slowing down and changing their brainwaves, unfolding into the unified field and transcending this three-dimensional environment, it would become increasingly easier and more familiar for them to activate their heart center and create. And after they've practiced getting beyond their body, emotions, habits, pain, disease, identity, limited beliefs, analytical mind, and unconscious programs, by the time the practice of, let's see where it's, uh, they would be ready to, they would be ready to absorb a greater degree of information equal to who they were becoming, which would increase their ability to connect with their future. That's perfect. That's perfect for exactly what you're trying to do. That's like the breakdown of you got to get Joe to come on one of these. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I've, I ha- I often have dreams that that Joe and I do some collaboration. So um, I mean, I, he's I big on retreats Joe- and he, he, of course, does them in like beautiful tropical places. I remember there was one in Mexico. Like I was thinking about going and come on, he's got to do it in Alaska. And he's got to do it through you guys. That's how you do it. Like really entrance nature. You have connections with everybody. So I'm sure you've got a Joe Dispenza connection. Joe, if you're listening, <laughs> hit me up, hit us up. Uh, no, that, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Where, where can people learn more about this? Cause I, I, you know, you create that new website and there's, there's a ton of information on where, where can they learn that? Yeah. Um, so the, uh, website is retreatsalaska.com. Um, you can get all the information on the posted upcoming retreats on the website and you can request a book on there. Um, following us on Instagram and Facebook at Retreats Alaska. Um, those are the, the main ways to find us. Otherwise, um, Pathways Alaska is Ben's um, ultra running and race. Yeah, that's my, that's my sort of my own personal 
and slash business um, Instagram handle and uh, pathwaysalaska.com is my fledgling website that's still developing where some coaching stuff's going on there, blog, got some writings going. Um, yeah, so can find out a little bit there. And Stephanie's got uh, her site. Yep. And also, if you're interested in digging into more of the coaching aspects of what I have, you can schedule with me on mindbloomalaska.com. I offer coaching virtually. So I have clients all over the world. So not just to Alaska, but if you're in Alaska, definitely you can um, work with you physically together. But because of now our lovely technological advances, I um, can work with folks from anywhere. So it's wonderful. When are the next dates for the retreats? Because they're, they're coming up in the summer, right? Yeah. So right now we have three dates um, announced for our all inclusive um, private Alaskan or Island Alaskan experience is June 16th through 19th. The backcountry retreat, I believe is July 14th through 17th. And mm-hmm. the running mindfulness running retreat is August 4th through 7th. And once those book up, then we will be opening more dates for others. So um, hopefully we get those filled yeah, the and website has I, got all the pricing and everything on there currently. So, And if anytime anybody has questions, you can email us at info at retreatsalaska.com or direct message us through any of our socials as well. Beautiful. You might see me on that chalet one on that private island. I already did the wilderness one. Awesome. I want to experience something new with you guys. I got to get back there, uh, represent salt, stop by the salty dog, my favorite sweatshirt now (laughs) over in Homer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, We still got our dollars up there. We got to put up more. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's this beautiful, not beautiful. It's like an old bar (laughs) in Homer, like all the way at the end of of Homer. Then a a lighthouse bar. Yeah. And it's just like mad dollars everywhere, like, you know, just put into the ceiling and everywhere from people around the world or anywhere. And we put ours last time we were there in August up and yep. named it with Mind Bloom Alaska and all that. And so I got to go back there and put another one. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That'd be awesome. You guys are doing an amazing job. I'm so happy. Stephanie, I mean, we met years ago and I remember then it was like, you, you just had the seat of an idea. And it was like inside of you, you're just like, I'm thinking about doing something. And I remember like talking to you over the years and just seeing that bloom and seeing yeah. that come to like, you know, now it's this beautiful big plant tree and, and that's amazing to see. And I'm just so like, you know, proud of both of you guys for doing that, yeah. for giving something back to the people and going after your dreams. And I know this is healing. This yeah. is something we all need, right? We all need healing for and we sure. all need to reconnect with nature. Cause I think we pretty much lost that connection. So it's so important what you guys are doing. And I'm really hoping, you know, the audience here and others, you know, look into this and really see this as this could be life-changing. This could absolutely be the thing you need right now to go forward, evolve and, and become a better person, happier, healthier, and all of that. So again, thank you so much guys for coming on. And I'm really excited to see all everything that comes out of this. And hopefully we could uh, meet in person this summer. Yes. That would be awesome. Come back up and bring, bring all your friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to bring, I, I brought one person with me next time. Maybe I'll bring a couple more that like everyone needs this. So uh, I'll, I'll start a list already. Yeah. 
But yeah, and that's the cool thing. Like it's, I think it's, it's amazing alone, but it's also, you could bring like, and that's the thing you either bring your couple, your friend and everything and you bond. I mean, me and Matt, like my buddy who I brought, we have bonded, right? Like that was crazy. Like, you know, growth in a friendship, you could say. So we offer couples discounts, by the way, couples discounts. Oh, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing the bed. So for, you know, for the uh, chalet retreats anyway. Okay. And uh, I also want to say that we have had some requests for some people to cater um, specific retreats to them. So if you have a, if your company wants to host a retreat um, for their employees or some other, something like that, um, you can let us know and we can work on planning out your 2022 Alaskan retreat that way as well. That is like the ultimate team building exercise. I mean, I, I might need to think about that now. Yeah. <laughs> if you want that, that would be an awesome conversation to have. Definitely. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm all about this for you. Yeah. We'll make it happen. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your stories and then sharing the story of uh, Retreats Alaska. And, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, you know, to see you guys soon. Yes. Yeah. We awesome. thank you so much thank for you. having us on too. Casper. Appreciate your support yeah. and all of the mentoring you have offered me over the years. And that call to you when I said, Casper, should I do this? You're like, heck yeah. I'm like, all right. I would I'm never say it. no to that. Always go after <laughs> your dreams. That's, that's what health is about. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Listen, You could read, research, and watch videos on the Alaskan wilderness for countless hours, and you'd be pretty amazed. But that's not even close to the experience of being there with others and doing some incredible soul-searching. I've been around doctors and patients my whole life, and there are specific patterns of those that successfully heal and optimize their health. One of those patterns is a strong connection with nature. Don't dismiss this. Our modern life of living in concrete jungles and staying indoors most of the time is a leading cause of chronic disease. If you feel that deep, heart-centered urge to do something different, to slow down, and truly connect with Mother Nature, head over to RetreatsAlaska.com. Until next time, keep writing your own healing story.